0: Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Keep your walls and trim protected while you paint with Scotch Blue Painter's Tape. It's designed for use on multiple surfaces and can be removed easily without leaving residue behind. Save big on Scotch Blue Painter's Tape from Menards. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming podcast. This is Tate the Black, and we're here to talk about all things entertainment with a smattering of Game of Thrones. That's right, we are shifting to other things that are going on in this world. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump's impending impeachment, although I'm sure we could talk about it all night if you wanted to. Um.
3: Snap.
2: Snap. So... We just yeah. came off Game of Thrones final Emmy Awards tour, and Dan, you covered it live. And so my first question yeah. to you is this: um, best dressed of the night out of the cast?
0: Ooh, uh, Nathalie Emmanuel. She had like this panel thing going on. Her hair was laid for the gods. She looked really, really good.
2: I disagree. I think Gwendolyn Christie. She did
0: the- look like uh, Jesus. Yes, that
3: was pretty yes. good too. Yes, absolutely. She was gorgeous. Volum, well, did you watch the Emmys? Uh no. No, that's <laughs> it. No? Uh I've seen pictures. I you know, now you guys we've talked on the show before about our our crushes on the show, and Natalie Manuel is mine. I think she is uh the best looking cast member that's uh a uh female, but that gold jacket that oh uh, Nikolai, however you say his name, is wearing Nikolai was...
2: Custer Waldo.
3: That, that was a pretty, that's pretty dope jacket. It's, I mean, it's funny because he's a Lannister, haha. But also, <laughs> like, it looked really good. And most people who would try to wear a gold jacket would look like jackasses. And he uh, looked great eating a fudge sickle. So
0: he's great because guess- he, cause he, like never wears just like a straight suit. Like you know, it's it's easy for guys' fashions at, at these events to just go like, I'm gonna wear a suit with a black tie, a black suit. Like Costa Costerwada, like, oh no, I'm gonna come in red. I'm gonna come in gold. I'm going to some fun colors, so I always appreciate what he brings to the mix.
2: Definitely. You, kind of, you kind of have to expect him to go, I love gold! <laughs> that would have been great. Um, you know, I, did an inter- I wrote up an interview about him last week, Dan, while you were gone, and he talked about he's doing a documentary of all the fan conventions he's going to now. He's going to be doing it for like really? a year. And he went to one in Nashville, Tennessee called Bubba Fest. Where He mentioned that at Con of Thrones. Yeah, where Chuck Norris was and Dog the Bounty Hunter. And he wasn't allowed to go backstage to talk to either Chuck Norris or Dog the Bounty Hunter. They're too big. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way,
0: Rory's girlfriend from Gilmore Girls is the new Walker, Texas Ranger. Jared no. Pedalalecki. I forgot to say his oh. name.
3: So and for awesome. the- and for those of us who aren't a or Gilmore the guy,
0: supernatural the guy
3: from Supernatural,
0: he'll <laughs> always be Rory's girlfriend to The me. show that never, never dies. Never supernatural.
3: I have to ask, Dan, did, were you a fan of the Gilmore Guys podcast with Demi? And, uh, I mean...
0: I know what it is. I never listened to a single thing of it, but um, I've heard very good things.
3: Yeah, I know I haven't either, and I'm a I'm a fan of Demi and uh and his other podcasts like Punch Up the Jam and stuff. And it just made me laugh that you like immediately pivoted into Gilmore Girls. No,
0: I mean, like I,
2: am a fan. of this, only you know, pop reference. I've never heard the podcast.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. Well, anyway, I thought it was funny.
2: Well, um. Let's get into yep. who won, who lost, who we thought might have been snubbed from the Emmys. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there. Emily Clark, em- em- Emily Clark, Emilia Clark, that in my real. opinion, was 100% snob. She got jobbed at the Emmys. I think that you know, you Dan, you mentioned it um, on one of our last podcasts way back in, <laughs> in May or something. That um, you know, it's kind of a popularity contest, right? Like if you, the whole body of work is what we were expecting them to vote, right? Kind of I mean, paraphrasing?
0: I don't think that award shows, whether it's Emmys, Oscars, Nobel Peace Prizes, perhaps those are legit, but um entertainment industry award shows are not and have never been about the quality of the work by itself. That like that, that that's not true now, it's not true then. I'm not sure it's as much a popularity contest. I think it's a lot of things that don't have to do with how good you were. Part of it is how popular you are, how much are you liked, how established are you, is it your time, is there just buzz around your thing right now? Like, you know, like how Fleabag, which I'm sure is very good, um, beat out Veep, like the final season of Veep. Like, even uh, though that had more, um, you know, legacy and stuff going on. But Fleabag is, like, the hot thing right now. And People Waller Bridge is the hot thing right now. I, just, I mean, sure. I, I do not think that's the first that, episode, so. I mean, or at, the, at the, the same token, Peter Dinklage, I mean, you know, bless him, love him. But, I mean, he's winning out of habit <laughs> by this point. <laughs> and it's fine. But I'm just saying that I, I don't think that any, and this includes this, this, this most recent Emmy's, no entertainment industry award show is, it's just, oh, we're objectively rewarding the best thing, the thing that definitely needs this. You know, it's it, its people voting. It's actors voting. Actors don't know anything. They're flippant people. They just vote for whatever. And uh, they're influenced by things other than objective quality, which is impossible anyway. So I guess my message is, like, it, it's, I, I don't think it's useful to take this stuff too
2: seriously. <laughs> Because the the thing has, You've clearly never happens. heard this podcast <laughs> before. Hmm? You've clearly never listened to this podcast before. <laughs>
0: I mean, I would have loved to see Amelia Clark win. I, I I wasn't sure if she would I, I think she had some I thought she had a chance to win, Amelia Clark. I didn't think it was uh impossible. I wasn't okay, prepared. Well, check it
2: out. To, she was she was uh... against Ro- Robin Wright as player underwood and that was a yeah. terrible well, final season. She was win though, yeah. Yeah, and then How to Get Away with Murder, Viola Davis. Uh, I, I don't watch How to Get Away with Murder, so I don't really know. Um, Killing Eve's a great show. We had two up for lead actresses. Um, in fact, Emily um, Clark on the red carpet said that she thought Sandra Oh would win, but right. um, it was Jodie Connor, Comer, I guess. And then uh, Laura Linney was up for Ozark, and then This Is Us, Mandy Moore. Which, by the way, This Is Us got completely blanked from it the did. end. Which it just goes to say that when you're an emotional terrorist like This Is Us, you're not going to get rewarded for it.
3: I can't comment on any of those because I've only seen Game of Thrones and I thought it was bad. So I wouldn't <laughs> have given it an award either. <laughs> Amelia Clark, though, truly was given, like, not, I'm just going to be nice to say, not the greatest lines and script. And she was able to pull a lot out with her face, you know, flying on a dragon and all that. That obviously, you know, if you, know, you guys know this or not, but it was a CGI dragon. And man, she uh, carried
0: the season. I think.
3: Yeah, no, she one hundred percent did, and so that's that's why I was happy to see her get nominated at least because it was, it was she had a big undertaking, and this is someone too that if you go back and listen to older shows where I've been like, man, Amelia Clark is a little stone. She's a little wood faced sometimes, like the way she says her. I, she was. I would have never called her the best actress in a season of Game of Thrones until this season. I and, completely agree with you. I yeah, and, but few, yeah. but after seeing the season I'm like, oh, I think she actually could do this. Like <laughs> like big time, like like being a leading actor like on her own in a in a show or a movie. Uh-huh. That was like the first time I was like, yeah, I think she can actually do that cuz like I know I know that other girls on there other like um, Cer- Cer- Cersei, oh my god, I'm so Lena I'm so Hedy. tired. Lena Headey can carry whatever, you know, and, and even though she's had a really rough go of it with movies i do think that sophie turner is a uh, the a going to be successful in hollywood i don't know about Maisie williams she might i think she might be more of a tv person you know gwendolyn christie's a character actor for sure uh-huh.
2: she's a fashion no. icon
3: yeah no she's she is a queen for sure but it's just but amelia clark was always not the one that i pointed to and said that's the best actor in the show in this season. Not only was she the best actor, I agree with Dan, she carried, she drugged this season yeah, behind like her. Like they
0: put everything <laughs> on her shoulders. And even though, you know, and let's not relitigate all this, at this point, even though no, yeah. it might not have been totally successful. I, the, the, <laughs> the fact that she carried it as much as she did, I was very impressed with her.
1: Agreed. So I thought,
0: so I thought she had a chance and it didn't happen. David, you've watched Kelly Neve. Do you think uh,
2: Miss Comer deserved the win? I like her character Villanelle in the show. She's Uh just the right amount of crazy that makes you laugh every time she's on scene. Um, Mm -hmm. But I kind of think... I mean, I guess her and Sandra Oh being leading actresses in the same category makes sense. Because it's built off both of them. So, um, I just don't think... I don't know, man. This past season of Killing Me wasn't that great, in my opinion. Um, I, I would have definitely gone with one of the four um, Game of Thrones actresses in that category. And if if it had been me, uh, you have to take out Lena Headey if you're only going off season eight. Lena well, Headey, I'm sorry.
0: Are we talking about the supporting actress category now?
2: Oh, I'm, yeah, we're going to support. I'm sorry, that was main. We're going to supporting. I apologize.
3: Jeez, Jeez you I, pivoted without I, any warning. Thank you that. for
2: reminding me. Oh, by the way, I want to say hi to Isis. She just joined us. I'm so glad you could join us uh, there, my love. Um, we had Lena Heedy Hitty, Hitty against Macy Williams against Gwendolyn Christie and Sophie Turner. Out of those four, I believe Sophie Turner had the strongest season. In fact, this oh. might have been Sophie Turner's best season, in my opinion. Any, um, any uh, argument to that?
0: Yeah, I thought they would give it to Gwendolyn Christie or Maisie Williams or anybody but Sophie Turner?
2: Yeah, um, I agree. Wow. Yeah, but,
0: same. yeah, I mean, I did expect, certainly, one of the Game of Thrones women to take it. I, I, guess, I guess I just saw four, <laughs> there are six people and four of them are Game of Thrones actresses.
1: They must have <laughs> something behind
0: them. But I mean, I don't know. And uh, at of this category, Julia Garner won for Ozark, um, which I have not watched recently, so I'm, I'm sure she's great. Um, but yeah, that 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 was the category that actually surprised me. Yeah, like really, none. <laughs> you you had you know two thirds of the people were Game of Thrones actresses, and nobody won. Uh, maybe it was vote splitting. I don't know. It's nice that they got nominations. You know, uh, Christie was never been nominated before. That's cool. I would have loved to see really any of them. I bet they would have given good um, speeches. I bet Amelia Clark would have given a good speech.
2: Well, she so didn't have one prepared anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, no, 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 she did. You, you uh, <laughs> made a mistake in the article. Um, oh, did I? Yeah, you, you said she didn't prepare anything, but no. What she said was, the question was, Did you prepare anything? She said, no one's going to hear it, implying that she did prepare something. So you misinterpreted that, but I edited it, and it's fine.
2: Even on the podcast, <laughs> I'm getting dinged from Dan. I want you guys to understand that. You're okay.
0: even
4: getting edited on the podcast. That's, <laughs> I, I, only I, this is the content that I miss. Uh, no, seriously, Like I actually agree with Dan. I thought anybody else um, could have won other than um, Sophie Turner. I was really rooting for um, Gwendolyn Christie. I mean, you know, she's my bae. She's my boo. I love her. And I just really, you know, sometimes these, these, you know, things are kind of built on n- not only what you did in your acting, but it's almost kind of like I don't know, it, it, it kind of like the Oscars is like, oh wow, this person has had this this great run, and I think out of everybody, Gwendolyn Christie has had this huge rise um, that I don't think anybody really expected, and I really felt that you know, and then not only that, but to nominate her herself and then get the nomination i mean i really thought that that would would have been the the icing on the cake if you would um to for her to actually win it that this person who you know really thought enough of herself and her performance to actually nominate herself and and win it and and the reaction that she got when everybody was standing on the on the stage as well uh, i really thought that was like i mean i was like She's gonna win this. Like she's got this shit, y'all. She's got this. Um, when, when we, you know, everybody else's reaction to to her.
2: Well, you so. bring up a good point, Isis. I think that you mentioned the Oscars. I was under the impression, or I was maybe I was just kind of hoping that Game of Thrones would have a Return of the King type moment at the Emmys, where they just win for everything. But then you look at the cap. You look at the different categories they were in and what they put forward. Like, outstanding directing for a drama series. And you chose The Iron Throne, The Last of the Starks, and The Long Night. Um... I, mean, what?
0: I, 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 I think I should point out that they did win everything. I mean, they won, they won ten, you know, ugly person Emmys, which are the people <laughs> who work on, you know, sound and editing and all those boring jobs we don't see. But they won ten. That's a lot of Emmys. And, you know, those aren't part of the primetime show. They didn't win the the flashy Emmys, which that would have been nice. But, I mean, it's kind of weird that, like, there's this narrative, like, they didn't win a lot. They won 12 fucking Emmys. They
2: won <laughs> it's more like, than it's any... a lot of hardware. They won more than any show, and then they tied for, when like, won their fourth outstanding drama was tied, right? For uh, the most in television with the end of the show. Yeah, I, can't... I, think,
0: I think so, something like that.
2: Yeah, so, um, I don't know, there was a lot of surprises there. In my opinion, but I mean, you can't put things like outstanding writing for a drama series and then you put The Iron Throne. Well, that was the most controversial episode or the most talked about, polarizing episode the entire season. Um, and even me, a homer for Game of Thrones and Corey Thone, is going to enjoy this part. I hated that episode, and I think there was a lot of garbage going on in that episode. And I think that it was just unnecessary to put forth. And it makes you feel like uh, Benny Apple Weiss. Just wanted to put it forth because that was their episode. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, I'm stop being pessimistic. Theorizing. Hey, listen, man, I've got my tinfoil hat over here, and I can put it on anytime I want to. But um, uh, any more thoughts on these Emmys, Bone? You've been kind of quiet.
3: Just about Game of Thrones, or are we just in general.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, what did any of your shows win? Were you excited to see?
3: No. <laughs> well, Barry. <laughs> Barry's great, and I'm glad. Love, love Batty. I'm glad that he won uh, Best Actor, but I truly was disappointed. Okay, look. Marvelous Miss Maisel might be the most overrated show on TV. Amen.
2: Right now.
3: Season one was good, and, and I was on board with a lot of the praise it was getting. But season two was not good and it was absurd it's an absurd it turned into an, a fantasy remember this is a show that is roughly based off people like Joan Rivers who were like struggling comics in new york and i get that it's a show so you make a rich right yeah. and then you don't have to worry about like consequences to anything she can just do whatever but like that is the most consequence free show i've ever seen it's like smash brothers has more consequences <laughs> and you get like five lives like it's there's just nothing to it the scene of her in france uh you know, where someone is, is translating her stand-up is was maybe the most absurd thing on TV, and I'm counting Game of Thrones in that. So <laughs> I I was a little surprised to see Tony Shaloub, who I love and who probably was one of the more consistent characters in season two, win best supporting actor in a comedy series over Anthony Kerrigan from Barry, who in my opinion had the best scenes in comedy on TV this year. As uh, NoHo Hank, uh, mm-hmm. just just truly. Is
0: he the eyebrows Russian. Yes, <clears throat> he, so he, he
3: he played a thin on Game of Thrones. Did he really? Yeah. Oh wow. He's a he uh, the the scene where they try to assassinate Barry, and they end up, he ends up convincing Barry to train them instead of killing him. <laughs> so, and, and he pukes on the roof. Is like, oh my god, it's so scary. Like after his big, <laughs> that's just that's the best scene in the show in uh, a show that everybody agrees is great. I was just surprised that, like, Henry, Wink- Henry Winkler won it last year and was nominated again, and Stephen Root and Anthony Kerrigan both, so three guys from Barry, all nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actors, similar to Game of Thrones, and it goes to... It really to, is. It goes to Tony Shalhoub. And then also, like, uh, I, I really, I don't know, Veep, I feel like, was maybe a little disrespected, but it's hard to be disrespected when you've won Best like lead actress in a comedy and best comedy and stuff like five times so that's true yeah.
0: i mean that's interesting though uh, about it being the, i mean three guys from barry and then you're right four actors from game of thrones three directors from game of thrones and they all it doesn't go to like the stacked thing apparently that's a thing that doesn't happen maybe it is the vote splitting
2: i i want to know who's well, actually I, so
0: i i just had one that i thought i was
4: disappointed uh, for outstanding television movie, I thought it should have went to h b o for Deadwood the movie um <laughs> instead of Bandersnatch. i 'm just gonna say it right now i maybe i 'm you know a Homer or whatever the case may be. I was not that impressed with Bandersnatch just no just, it was it was that, garbage yeah, so for me, it was you know I would have liked to have seen. Deadwood, um, I, I think I would have liked to, well, I, I, my uh, my dinner with um, Hervé, I, I didn't like. I didn't yeah, care no, for it. That So I would sense. not, yeah, I would not have put that up. But Is that like a remake
3: I, of my dinner with Andre or something?
4: Yeah, something like that. Very similar. Um, <laughs> so I saw that and then. That's the one
2: with Peter Dinklage in it, right? Yeah. Yes. That's Hervé Delicious. It wasn't yes. that great.
4: It was not at all. So for me, I thought that, um, that you know, I would have rather have had Deadwood um, win that. I just really just didn't care for it. I actually like Fleabag, so I'm good with it. That I mean, was my
2: I, next question. I, I only watched one episode. I barely got to that, and I just didn't care for it. I, yeah. But I do, I do like uh, Walmart Bridge. She played uh, the robot. Leet or L three three T or whatever in a solo <laughs> Star Wars story. And she was pretty fun. She was one of the brightest butts. In did that. they
3: really name a character Leet? Yes, yeah. they
2: did. We don't have time to get into that meta I'm description. Sorry,
3: yes. haven't <laughs> seen it yet. I was also I was surprised Mahershala Ali didn't win for True Detective. I thought uh, I yeah, thought he had. He was very good. I thought he had it locked playing the same character for three decades. Uh, now that being said, I, you know Jehil Jerome. When They See Us was so moving mm-hmm. and incredible, so I'm not upset about it. I was just a little surprised, to be honest. And, it could have gone
4: to either one of them. I it really okay. could have, and
3: it's still bullshit that Stephen Dorff wasn't nominated for True Detective Season 3 because I he agree. was yeah, incredible, incredible in that role. And uh, especially, I mean, the scene of the two of them as old guys making up on the back porch alone, that's, that that's as good a scene as True Detective has ever had. Anyway, I'm done. Other than that, it was it was it's a very interesting list of winners for sure. Don't get me right in the
2: feels whenever he talks about bringing his dogs over his his pals' house. Don't, I know, me- I know,
3: man, what a scene! <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what is crazy? I read just this week uh, about that 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 dwarf was not their first choice for that role. He really? wasn't really on. He wasn't even on their radar originally. Uh, the the two guys that really popped up at the top of their list were uh, both of these are interesting. Garrett Headland, who Ooh. I feel like, I don't know, I just maybe know him because I watched him when he was so much younger in things like Friday Night Lights and Four Brothers, so I don't know mm-hmm. if he's old enough to pull that off. Oh, and that then, guy. And then Sturgill Simpson. As, what? Yeah, Sturgill Simpson apparently kind of wanted that role. <laughs> and I'd, I, I don't know I, if that would have been good, but man, it would have been weird. It would so have been I'd, totally I'd, weird, dude. I would have been into it. <laughs> That's uh, like If he could become our generation's Tom Waits, like, <laughs> Super weird, and eclectic musician that does eclectic movie roles. I'd um, be very on board with that.
2: Plus, shout out to the six to six degrees of separation. There, you have Steven Dwarf and Maharsha Ali in the same show, and now Ali's going to be Blade, and Dwarf was uh, Blade's uh, nemesis in one of the movies. So there you go.
4: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I oh, wow. That, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I will say that another show that I was really happy. Um, I, I think I even at one point stood up um when they won was um outstanding writing for a, for a drama series succession uh i yeah.
5: am obsessed
4: mm-hmm. obsessed with succession and i was so happy to see them win i was quick, i mean they quick, didn't quick. win i think it was yeah
2: favorite character from Succession? let me know give it to me
4: oh god okay they're they're my favorite characters for different reasons. Okay? No, it's not even
2: close. It's Roman Roy because he, mm-hmm. he's a smart ass son of a bitch, and uh, he's. But a he's bag. getting
4: played. Let's be—he's a douchebag, but he's about to get played. He is. A, let's be honest. He is about to get cl- played. Um, I really like the fact that Rome. Uh, that Roman's a fuck up.
5: Um, <laughs>
4: yeah. I, that like really speaks to me because I have also a brother who's a fuck up. So, um, so I, there's like some commonality there. And then, um, I, Kendall, the guy who plays Kendall Roy is absolutely incredible.
2: He's like one of those method actors.
4: He is so, so freaking crazy good. Um, and then of course I love Shiv because if people would listen to Shiv, they wouldn't be in so much trouble that they're in.
3: Well, she's but, getting played too. Well, well. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched Secession, but I all these people that like besides you guys, obviously who I respect, but all these people I respect are saying it's the best written show on TV. uh I saw a comic who is also a writer, uh, jacques Neal, I think, is who tweeted it. It said it said most writers would like get rid of their pet to get to write one episode of Secession, <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> I thought it's that was really pretty funny. Really
4: good, like. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Even uh, Matthew McFadden, um, who plays Shiv's husband, boyfriend. Oh, my God, he's so good, Tom.
2: Tom He is so
4: good. Yeah, he is so good because if you've ever watched anything that Matthew McFadden has done, even Pride and Prejudice, which is – that's not my favorite Pride and Prejudice, you know, movie. But uh, but he's in it, and he's you know he's the main character. It's just so out of character of the guy that he plays. It's so so good. I mean, if you get a chance, you need to get plugged okay. in to Succession. List. I mean, it is literally to okay. me I, one of the best shows on um, HBO. And Thanks. then the other one is, and this is my guilty pleasure, is the. Um, uh, the, rights, the Righteous, righteous, righteous gemstones. gemstones.
3: That'll be righteous next year.
2: Right out of the mouth of the pickle in my mouth. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Wal- Walton, Goggins, <laughs> Walton Goggins, he better win any award than he could possibly win for this. He is just Everything. been
2: Listen, incredible. man, listen, if you ever hear anybody say I'm going to play car pranks with you, just drive the other way. Just
3: drive the other way. And can I say, speaking of, because I think Goggins will win... Or be nominated next year for supporting actor, although it's in a comedy, not a drama. Dan, you said something earlier that I almost forgot about, and I wanted to circle back to it, nah. real quick, about Dinklage winning. You yeah. said it's just my habit at this point, so you don't think he should have won either.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, interesting question. I mean, I, I think it's—I think he was worthy of it. Um, yeah, again, with w- yeah, sure. w- 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 with my whole theory about, uh, you know, the Emmy is not really rewarding exactly the objective quality. I would I would have given it to Costar Waldo or Alfie Allen just to mix it up.
3: So you would have given it to a Game of Thrones person, though. Of course I would have. Okay, because I would. I'm at this point getting rather annoyed that Jonathan Banks has never won an Emmy for playing Mike Herman Trout. He's been That's nominated six times. <laughs> extremely, <laughs>
0: extremely good. Six I still times. would give it to a Game of Thrones guy. Yeah.
3: And he's, I would have done. Al- I would have done Alfie Allen personally over.
0: He's. I mean, Mike still could not. Mike um still could get an Emmy. It's possible. He's That's not true. dead. I'm better. No, he's though. not dead.
3: Um, anyway so that was it, That's let, me it.
2: Speak I'm to Thung, let me speak to phone's <laughs> point on that really quick um, I know there are I know that Game of Thrones being an ensemble cast it's hard to pick out the really great performances but take yourself back to the end of season 5 where Theon and uh, Sansa, Belma and Louise off the walls of Winterfell right mm, yeah. from that from, from season 6 on from the opening of season 6 on Alfie Allen Turned in probably a masterclass in acting in every most, episode. He
3: was probably the most understated yeah. actor, yeah. In his, a lot of his stuff was so internalized, and and in the eyes, and in his like nonverbal cues and stuff. You know his his trauma and everything. Like it's he definitely was the most understated and underappreciated because like, honestly, hundred yeah, percent. Honestly, like if you go back and like weave through his narrative alone, he becomes almost like a like a bellwether for like morality somewhat in the show, which is weird because in the first few seasons, he is just a scumbag and Uh and to become what he became, you know, like he even got Bran, who is a robot to say something nice, you Uh know, like it was (laughs) there was just a lot. There was a lot to him. And I'm glad he got nominated because he totally deserved it. Uh, But I'm not surprised he didn't win. I'm just, if I had to pick one of the three, you know, Game of Thrones folks, I'd have thrown it his way.
2: If you didn't shed a tear during that moment where Bran tells him he's home, then you have no heart, is all I'm trying to say. You are a soulless monster.
3: Yep. It me. (laughs) All right. So, um,.
2: Anybody else have anything they want to mention about the Emmys? I know we've kind of talked about Game of Thrones, the Emmys. Isis, you kind of joined us a little bit late. Was there anything bot-wise that you would have liked to have seen that didn't happen? Uh, Any of your shows get snubbed, you felt like?
4: No, I think it was, uh, you know, I think it was a really great – Fox did actually a really good job. I think they got a lot of shit, um, you know, during the live tweeting of – you know, they were they they really did take the time to say goodbye to some really well loved shows, um, you know, and I really appreciated. it. I don't know if you guys talked about that, but, you know, I love the fact that they did it for that. I did um, they did it for another a Fox TV show as well. Um, You know, so I I really did appreciate that. I love the fact some of the speeches were really, really spectacular um, and that had a really great message. Michelle Williams, Uh um, Jarrell Jerome. I mean, you know, had some really good messages. um, The girl from um, the, the fabulous. I can't remember her name. The 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 one that was marvelous, Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, yeah, the one that won for that. Um, so she, you know, had some really great speeches. Um, so you know, sometimes I I, you kind of listen to those and you kind of go and say, "Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my manager. Thank you, my weightlifter. You know, whatever and stuff like that." And these were really telling. Um, you know, really touching on a lot of subjects that we talk about in our day-to-day lives so i really did appreciate that but i will say that i was kind of happy to kind of put all of these other shows that are leaving us that do win a lot of you know Emmys and awards and stuff like that that they're leaving, and now it's time to bring in these new shows that are either you know have already started and are up and coming and kind of already playing that game of hey that person should be nominated next year for an Emmy because they're they're, they're
2: well, you know incredible. Looking forward to two, to twenty twenty. Just think about this: HBO is going to have Euphoria in there with Z- Zendaya. You're going to have. Um, Zendaya Succession.
3: is Michi, Zendaya. am I right? Is she played Michi in that.
2: Uh, what?
3: Does nobody get that joke? Oh my I do God. not. I'm sorry. I, I, Never I mind. I'll because... I'll send it to the chat later. <laughs> Please do. For the, for the cool listeners out there, you know what's up. <laughs> we just had the one year anniversary yesterday of the of Zendaya's Michi. I'm so surprised you guys didn't see that.
2: <laughs> I did not. Call me undereducated. I guess. Um. Then you've got um, His Dark Materials coming out uh, towards the end of this year, and you've got Watchmen, and I I want... Succession. Succession. I I wanted to segue into the new shows we're excited about watching next, but before we do that, I want to briefly talk about the new Game of Thrones prequel, and it's one that when Blood Moon first came out, you know, Smith and Bone, and especially you, Isis, you all kind of groaned. You're like, I don't want to talk about this, because I'm not really interested in it, but the... New prequel idea that is close to being made a pilot is um, the Valyrian history from the start of Aegon's conquest of Westeros up until the Dance of Dragons, I believe, Dan. Am I correct? Uh, we don't know. Just, it's just fire and blood. So it could be really anything.
3: Why would you stop at Dance of Dragons?
2: Well, because huh. uh, that's, that's where the first book ends. There's going to be two books.
0: So, oh yeah, 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 because there's two books, and the first one doesn't answer, so I think it's what you're going for, but all we know is that it's based on Targaryen history. So, I mean, that's kind of the question I have. Like, does that mean that they're going to do, like, an or if it gets picked up to pilot, it's not even a pilot yet, um, would it be, like, an anthology thing where every season is, like, a new era? Like, it the absolutely would this? have to be. Well, No, no, it wouldn't. I mean, the other option is you just... Focus. You just do a whole series about the Dance of Dragons, and that's the series. And just the rest of it is like you know some
2: background. Here's my here's my opinion. You cannot do a Targaryen history without focusing heavily, at least most of the of the first season, on Aegon the Targaryen and his sister wives. That's yes, you can. I just I just I think people would be miffed if that happened because there are so much cool there are so many cool things that happens rare right at the very beginning of um. The T- Targaryen conquest. You had to fill the fire, of course. And, and, and I, I've mentioned this before, but in the Black Dread was bigger than Drogon. And then you've got, um, you know, the subjugating of the Seven Kingdoms. The Starks who had the King of the North who knelt. You've got the Iron Throne being made. Um, you've got the um, Aegon's son. Uh, is it Melkor or Magor? Magor. Magor waging war against the Faith Militant. Back when the Faith Militant was an actual army and not a bunch of freaks running around with carved tattoos on their foreheads. This this was a very important time in the fake history of Westeros, and it would just be – to me, it would be a big whiff if you didn't cover that.
0: I mean that's a very important time in the fake history of Westeros for Game of Thrones too, and they didn't cover that, and they were fine. I mean I think for a TV show, the I imagine you would want to have like a cast of characters who have a story that has a start, middle, and end. Which in the case of Nance of the Dragons, they do. <laughs> so basically <laughs> you're saying basically
2: you're saying all that stuff that happened before is basically Robert's Rebellion to, yeah. to Game of Thrones. I get it. I see what you're saying. Phone and Isis, you got real quiet over there. Uh, how are you feeling about if this gets given a pilot and then ordered the series? Would you be interested in watching a Game of Thrones prequel about the Targaryens? Phone,
3: I'll go to you first we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, all I know is is that uh, at, some point, at some point, at some point, some Targaryen had a nightmare and was like, oh shit, my place is going to blow up. And so they got on a boat and went overseas. And then it did blow up like like 10 years later. And so they were the last people with dragons. And they were like, what if we just like took over this shit? And they did. And then they had a bunch of babies, and all their babies were like, "I want to be king," and then they all fought each other and uh I guess that's about it. Is, that, is that I just, it yeah. in a nutshell
2: yeah, so
3: so I guess what you could start with would be, and I would be because i have i mean I know a little bit more than that, and I know that like old valeria what i mean that's like some that could be a really fun set <laughs> so if I if don't
0: think this would be in that would be involved in the show at all
3: see that was my question was would you be starting with them like landing in westeros and setting up shop or would you go into why they left or would you fast i I don't i don't know like no one knows
2: okay Okay. well in fire and blood in the the book fire and blood after targaryens land on dragon mount or dragonstone they don't go yeah plumes rock they don't venture into westeros even though they have the firepower and they've got their bannermen like the valerians who are like the of Driftmark who are like the Admirals of the Sea on their side and I think it's they had
0: not seen it all.
2: There's there's a lot of things going on, but they never really go into Westeros. Uh although it's it's said that Aegon and his sisters took flights through that's why they were able to make that painted table. You know, the table on the show where Stannis nailed Massandra. Yep. Yeah. That was made by Aegon uh commissioned by Aegon. And um I don't know, man, there's a lot of different interesting things, but I do see the point of Dan's point. Um, The Dance of Dragons was absolutely, probably the most interesting time of of the Targaryens because everybody had a fucking dragon. If you were Targaryen, and even if you were a bastard, um, you still had a dragon. And so there was like these massive wars above, you know, up in the air above these battlefields where... Dragons would clash, and then they would just fall to the earth and cause all kinds of massive damage. It was just all kinds of cool shit going on, so... I, I mean, think- like
0: for people who, who might not know, and for Corian Isis, The Dance of Dragons is a Targaryen civil war. Where, you know, there's a king, and he has two people who both claim, you know, the throne after he dies, and they fight, and there's factions, and there's romance, and there's death, and there's children being lost... Game of Thrones, but just add like dragon, no, dragon no, 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 and
2: no. dog fights not children being lost, children being decapitated and ripped limb from limb that's what that's what happened to Targaryen babies in that time
0: yeah it's it, it's a, it's a it's a juicy story
2: it is indeed um but I, I su- like
0: the way he said
4: juicy me he said too. Juicy. Um, okay, so I am going to tell you that I have not uh, – if you if you have not been following this podcast, oh I have never God. read the books. So I'm going to tell you this. Would I watch it? Hell yeah, I'd watch it. It'd get my mandatory three episodes. If I like it, I'll continue watching it. If it's not great, then I stop watching it. So um, It goes so it's, on the spreadsheet. It, it, it's going to go on the spreadsheet for three views. <laughs> and then we reevaluate we make another assessment um whether it continues so yes it would get a, it, it would get a view
0: for me
3: that's how many episodes that's how many episodes westworld season 3 has for me is 3 and if at the end of 3 yeah. if it's still stupid i'm done
0: there <laughs> yeah. are there, there are only
3: 8 this year this next one which is i think oh, is an see? improvement there you go. See, I'm giving them almost 50% of their season. <laughs>
0: yes, well, I, you're absolutely I, right. I'm almost at the end with that show, too. It's got one more chance. I, I get well,
4: it. See, this is my my thing, is that if by episode three, now it starts to become I'm going to hate watch it. So if you it's don't grab I... me, you know, I can, I can... Yeah, so I can go ahead and say, okay, build up, you know, tell me what the story is going to... Wh- what the show is going to be about episode one. Episode two you know, character development three, I'm going to give you another episode for even more character development. If by then you, you ain't, you ain't cutting it. Then I'm done. Yeah. So three episodes Mark it here. Now, that's all that you need to know. If, if a show is going to be
2: worth watching, that's very interesting. And I think Dan, it's scientific. We would, we would benefit from, good. uh, Isis sharing her spreadsheet to the site. That would be so amazing. The world
0: would benefit from adopting ISIS <laughs> system, I think. I agree
2: I 100%. So let's talk about shows that we're all kind of looking forward to this fall. I mean, today was the first day of fall, right? Or is that yesterday? I don't really know because it was 96 fucking degrees here. So um Fuck fall. Um, I will
4: agree with you. I would agree.
2: I'm in the same location as you,
4: yeah. Razor, and uh, people go, oh, yeah, happy fall, y'all. And I'm over here like, I, it is 90 degrees. I am sweating. Boob sweat. All, it is, no, this is not fall,
2: okay? Swear, so. swear to Christ, I took Melissa to, to get a Starbucks on uh, Monday morning, and there was already Ugg boots tucked in, jeans <laughs> tucked into the Ugg boots. And I was just oh, like, so you I hate you.
4: It's Han Solo season. Is that what you're saying?
2: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, there are a lot of good shows coming out this fall. We've got, uh, most importantly, what's on HBO's radar, and what I'm more excited about is Watchmen, uh, the adaptation of Alan Moore's graphic novel, and I guess you could say uh, a sort of adaptation of Zack Snyder's movie. I'm one of the people who actually enjoyed Zack Snyder's movie. Uh, I could take it or leave it, but the the graphic novel itself is amazing. So Watchmen looks badass, and of course, heading up that cast is Regina King, uh, playing a masked police detective called Sister Knight, And how fucking cool is her name? Uh, Phone, you seem pretty excited about all that.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I wasn't as excited about it just in general because they had said explicitly that they weren't going to have any. Any ties to the like Watchmen graphic novel, like the people that were in it, like the not ended up being a lot of bullshit. Yeah, a huge amount yeah. of bullshit, which is great. And I'll tell you that the moment that I, uh, the thing that really sold me was in the trailer where they explained that the cops are wearing masks because of a Tulsa like like an attack on cops, a, a coordinated attack in their homes and stuff. Uh, A coordinated attack by mass vigilantes in Tulsa, which, you know, uh, for those of us who enjoy history, has happened before.
2: The Tulsa riots. Uh, The
3: Tulsa riots, yeah. So there was, which is an interesting thing to play off of for sure. And uh, Regina King is maybe, I'm not going to say the most underappreciated or underutilized actress working, but she's up there. And she's been in so... Many wonderful role wonderful roles from comedy to drama to animation that uh to action she's done it all and I'm so excited for this show after those two trailers they are so good the trailers are so good oh, and I, i'm just i'm so i was blown away by how I went from mm. well yeah, I hope it's pretty good to holy shit I can't wait for the show favorite part of that of that last trailer is uh
2: she's talking to Don Johnson and he's like you know he's getting kind of frustrated and he's like so what are you going to tell me?" And she just puts her feet on this desk and says, i got a guy in my trunk. Come on, man. that is a great line. And then uh, I mean, Gene Smart is going to play Smart. she's going to play.: An older silk specter. That's what's so amazing. you got silk specter in there. you've got Ozzy which is Adrian Vite. And, and I'm going ahead and go ahead and call my shot right now. I think Don Johnson plays uh, Night Owl. An older night owl. That's just my thought. Because in the trailer,
3: really? Okay. Yeah,
2: because okay. in one of the, in one of the trailers, he's actually flying the Bial ship, Archie. He's flying it, mm-hmm. and he like lights up a helicopter or something. Then I think he crashed lens. But uh, yeah, man. I'm I mean, really also just
3: just putting it out there too. I'm very excited to have a show set in the United States. It isn't set in Los Angeles or New York or Chicago. <laughs> like how many? You know, should-
2: echoing what Damon Lindelof said.
3: Yeah, the, oh, that's terrifying because he's the one thing that gives me pause. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm so excited that it takes place in Tulsa. What a great, what a great idea! Like, hey, what if we? I mean, I'm surprised that they said in Chicago it would be called like Chicago Watchmen, and it would air after <laughs> Chicago Fire, just before Chicago <laughs> PD, and the next night you could watch Chicago, you know, CSI. Like, what the hell? I don't know why that city all of a sudden. Gets 20 shows. But meanwhile, Little Rock ain't got shit, but no, I, I, I'm excited God, God for... Goddamn thing. There. I, I
0: agree that, that there's a lot of good signs. The trailers are very good. I liked the humor mixed in with like the kind of, you know, comic book seriousness. Okay, I do, I am a little worried based on what I've heard Lindelof say, because i am made these interviews and stuff. I, I agree that it looks interesting. I love that it's in Tulsa. Love King. I do agree that we like, have more shows like not on the coast and everything. Um, Based on what Lindelof has said in interviews, I'm a little afraid this show might
3: crawl up its own ass and die. Hang on. Uh, Are you telling me (laughs) the guy that wrote Lost, The Leftovers, and Tomorrowland (laughs) might crawl up his own ass? (laughs) I forgot he did Tomorrowland. I am. Hold on,
4: hold on, hold on. I am clutching my pearls right now. I am just telling you right now, (laughs) the pearls are clutched because I would never imagine that.
3: Oh, my God. Hang on, he also also wrote Prometheus. Are you telling me the guy that wrote Prometheus (laughs) could fuck something
0: up? (laughs) And now he's doing an incredibly high-concept thing, weighing in on things like, police violence and the nature of anonymity in the modern age and Robert Redford is president and uh just for the
2: past 28 uh, for the past
0: 20 years and just the way he and like gun violence and liberal overreach and I I, I just just based on what I've read about him in interviews just whatever 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 I didn't say about this it sounds like he could be um like jacking off onto an art piece. Really furiously, and this (laughs) might be a disaster.
2: Well, I will tell you this. um, But the trailers do look
0: really good. Like, there are good good. signs. But I'm also a little worried this might be a little too high concept for its own good.
2: And Dan's kind of echoing that article that he wrote that he did with Entertainment Weekly. And Lindelof specifically said he's going to be touching on race relations, reparations made by the government. Um, and then, uh, of course, police brutality. Police on the show won't be carrying guns unless they're specially checked out and loaded by a certain supervisor. And then you've got um the terrorist organization wearing the Rorschach mask. They're called the Seventh Calvary. Um, you've got Dr. Manhattan is basically – I don't know how much of a show he's going to be on, but you see in the trailer where he's on Mars as um, – Life on Mars plays apropos. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just
3: I just found out that he actually wrote for Nash Bridges too, and that just
2: <laughs> that really cracks Johnson me up. somewhere.
3: It really cracks me up. Johnson. Now I will say, and I know I know I'm talking too much about this, but the, I'm I'm also intrigued in the show. See, Dan, I everything you said is a valid point, and I I'm intrigued by the idea that okay, so what about the people that like? This is just me being whatever. The people that watched or or Red Watchmen, and we're like, you know who really had their shit figured out? Rorschach. You know, those assholes. <laughs> the same ones who are going to go watch Joker and walk away with the <laughs> entirely wrong <laughs> interpretation. They're going to, those people that looked at Rorschach and took away nothing but positives, look like they're going to be like a, <laughs> a driving point in the show. Well, hold on, those hold people on. you're talking about, David. And I think, I'm just curious if the fallout of turning because you know they in the even in the comic book and, and especially in the movie they talk about like the mythology around those superheroes and stuff and then like i i'm curious to what the fallout of that will be post like rorschach's journal hitting oh, yeah the, i
0: definitely it, am too like the the show doesn't lack for good ideas or like things to explore um I just worry that Lindelof might be one of those people who takes the wrong message. From-
2: <laughs> Didn't Lindelof yeah. also do... Uh, and right?
1: then
0: glorifies it, makes it just stupid and dumb. But again, like th- this is definitely, it's rich ground. Absolutely. It's worth checking out for sure. I just hope it doesn't get carried away with itself.
2: Yeah, well, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, that comes on when? October 20th, Dan? I can't remember exactly. Uh, October was- something, yeah. October, so. yeah. And then, and then, to me, one of the most uh, anticipated shows that i've been more excited about a long time is his dark materials um which it looks like from everything i've read and the trailers for that show they're actually going to do philip pullman's novels justice and not give it a shitty movie um dan you are going to be covering it for wick correct and i know I that am you, for you've wick. got you've got thoughts about Lyra and uh, pan you got all kinds of thoughts
0: I sure I, I I I've read the books. I liked them a lot. Um you know, if 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 we're going to stick to like, you know, kind of fantasy sci-fi genre shows, I think it's a great book series that is unique in that it has all like the hallmarks of an invented world and um a very kind of very imaginative story that's, you know, has impossible happenings, talking bears, uh, talking, talking armored ar- bears. Talking armored fighting bears. Uh, hang but on, I saw the country
3: bear jamboree. Bears can not only talk, they can play <laughs> instruments. Yes.
0: I don't know if they will sing in this play. Maybe they will. Um, you know, familiar sort of, uh, uh, it, 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 it Again, it, it's a very rich series. It has a lot of, like, meaty material to get to. And I'm more excited about this because it's like... Because the book series is done. Like, as long as, if if they just take the books and do them justice... They're, they're kind of golden, whereas Washington makes me nervous because, like, okay, so this could be a creative gold mine if Damon Lindelof just get carried away with himself, which is very possible, I think.
2: Which, is, which he probably already has. We just don't know it yet.
0: So, so uh, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to his,
2: his materials quite a bit. Isis, um, do you know about his dark materials?
0: Yes,
4: I am aware of dark materials just because of my love for Lin-Manuel Miranda
2: oh yeah here we to go be
4: in it and I love him so much and so I will be watching it because it's going,
2: it's going to be odd to see him play a role that was played by Sam Shepard in the movie it's it's kind of a um jarring difference but I like Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda and I think it'll be great uh and his little rabbit Hester Hester's a sassy mouth rabbit and I can't wait to see what she says on the show but yeah um, I
4: think it, I think it is actually really something up his wheelhouse i you know it really is I mean, you know he did um um what was that movie uh with the, Mary Poppins shit sorry, I've had yeah, he uh, did. yeah, um, so he did Mary poppins so i I think he. I think he will do very very well I'm really interested in all the actors that are in it um I, I believe there were the the main actress from the affair um she's gonna be in it mm-hmm. as well uh, so I'm, yes so she's Chandler, good. she was really really good i I mean and and I just I have a lot of respect for her, too, the way that whole thing went down on the on the TV show affair. So I'm really interested to see where that goes. That's that's really a great I think it's going to be a really good, good episode or excuse me, a series. Um, and then there's another one that I'm kind of interested in. It's um, it's called Black Monday. And that is going to be. I think it's going to be on Showtime. Um, but it's got well Don, Don Cheadle.
5: Cheadle.
4: Yes, yes, Don Cheadle, Regina Hall, and Andrew Rannells, who who I absolutely ad- ad- you know adore. And it's taking place in the 1980s, nineteen eighties, nineteen like nineteen eighties, which is <laughs> definitely in my wheelhouse because I'm a woman <laughs> of a certain age, and uh, <laughs> I remember it very well. And uh, so I'm really excited about seeing that, too. And I Don Cheadle can do no wrong for me. I I love him. I agree. Yeah. So seeing Regina Hall in two different shows is really going to be, you know, exciting as well.
2: Well, you know, um, just to circle back to His Dark Materials really quick, Daphne King plays Lyra. And Daphne King is uh, the girl who played, uh, I guess, X-23 in Logan. So that's pretty cool. And, of course, you got James McAvoy, Professor X himself, playing uh, Lord Asriel. The cast for this show is stacked, and it looks like it's going to cover – and like I, they said in one of their interviews that the show just takes place over pretty much all over the place. They're not staying in one place too long. So you're going to meet a lot of different people, a lot of, a lot of interesting things happening. And, and for those of you out there who aren't familiar with his Dark Materials, um, it's an alternate-type world to ours. Uh, people's souls manifest outside their bodies and take on uh, the form of an animal. As
0: animals!
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really cool, and they all talk, and they all have fun. But then there's this nefarious (laughs) organization who is trying to uh, harvest this mysterious dust, and it's connected to uh, the kidnapping of children. So it gets pretty fucking dark really quick, but it's going to be a good show. And, and, And Dan, this segues me... And at the
0: end of the series, I pretty sure they kill god although i kind of forget I've been what yeah
2: i right, remember but. i remember my parents church banning that book because i think they killed god and i can't remember <laughs> that. just like tennessee's banning, banning harry potter so there you well, go
4: like i said i'm really excited especially when i see stuff like this that's sci-fi um and you do have a diverse you know group of characters in there um I, you know i think that You know, Hispanics are kind of overlooked as far as casting in a lot of these kind of series um, where it touches on a lot of sci-fi, where you need to be maybe stretch your imagination a little bit. And it's not because we don't want to be in those shows. We just don't get cast. Um, And I'm that's why I'm really excited about Lin-Manuel being in the TV show. Um, that maybe it can be like okay, well, guess what? You know, Latinos can be and in, in, inhabit these these universes.
2: Well, that um, also makes a, that makes Cassian Andor's uh, live action Star Wars show that more important because you know Diego Luna will head up that show uh, on Disney oh, Plus. Oh, absolutely.
4: Okay, so it like about reason,
2: that,
4: oh. yeah, so the only reason why I bought Disney Plus because I <laughs> did get it, of course. Um, Samez. Yeah, so got it and um I got it because
2: because
4: <laughs> I'm sorry about that my my speaker just went out. Um was because of the Mal, um Maladorian that that's what I want to watch. The Maladorian. Yeah, I want to watch yeah. that. That's what I want to watch. I want to see Pedro my, Pascal. my my yes. in a helmet. My, uh, in a helmet and <laughs> I bad. want him to be safe. And um and so, <laughs> so I bought it because of that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, and that's the excuse that I gave my husband when he saw the the receipt <laughs> on on the bill was like, "Oh my God, what did you buy from Disney?" And um I and it was, yeah. Well, I bought I got it in early, so I got the three years for yes, yeah, so,
0: even better, affordable. So, be yeah,
4: yeah. So I mean, it was a deal. We I couldn't pass it up. So anyway, so anytime where I can go ahead and support, you know, Hispanics, Latinos doing these amazing things, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, so I'm really excited. I'm definitely going to give, you know, these shows a definite watch.
2: Hey, uh, Phone, you're you're a big Star Wars nerd nerd like me. Uh, I've heard you talk about some things about being excited about. Uh, the Force Awakens and, and The Last Jedi. Are you excited for The Mandalorian, the very first live-action Star Wars series? Like, have you seen the trailer, and have you seen how badass it looks?
3: It looks great, and then they were like, oh, but it's PG-13. And I was like, okay, fuck off. Like, why bother? Well, like every Star Wars, and it's on Disney. No, 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 no. I'm done with that. I'm done with that excuse. I'm done with the... Oh, it's Disney. I don't care. Disney, Disney can get dark. I'm tired of them pretending like they can't. Disney Plus is going to have a million bajillion things for kids and families. It's like if you really, really want to get people who onto your platform, you're going to have to have adult content. I'm not talking about titties, but I am talking about <laughs> – I mean, and I grant it. PG thirteen can still be fairly adult. I mean, fine in game, crushed all that. But still, I was super excited until they were like, "Well, it's not going to have that much like violent violence." It's like he's a bounty hunter. What? Why else would I watch this show?
0: I, it but, opens I mean, up uh, with like
3: stormtrooper heads on pikes. Yeah, I was gonna say that
0: not the first image from the trailer. Like, yeah, skull- yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's what the that's what the Ewoks did. I don't. I saw that in nineteen seventy <laughs> or nineteen eighty. Like, Ewoks eat. Stormtroopers is fine. It's cool. It's totally normal. But I just... And I then they bet, use, they use like their that. skulls to play instruments, which is <laughs> weird because I don't know how you calibrate a skull. But we... Uh, <laughs> Yub Nub knows no logic. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, still, I that, uh... I'm, still ex- I'm still excited. It's just I was a little bummed about that. But it's got Warner Herzog in it, so I'm going to fucking watch it. So.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, There yeah, you go! Yeah.
0: <laughs> I bet that Netflix and Amazon and all this stuff are really... Uh, happy that Disney is choosing to keep Disney Plus PG-13 because I didn't realize they were going to do that until I heard that. Like, I thought like they would allow – you know, they'd have shows for kids and then shows for older folk. But no, it's like it's all PG-13 or under. So Netflix and Amazon must be like, oh, thank God we can still have... you know. They're happy
3: about them. that, but they are not... I guarantee you Netflix is shit in your pants because of how oh. cheap Disney Plus is.
2: Netflix Netflix has to be worried more than Amazon because Netflix really right now has a few things in the pipeline. The Witcher is supposed to come out sometime this year, obviously, and that's going to be something that's highly anticipated. I'll watch it. I'm excited you about got it. got the
0: Stranger Things. The
2: Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy 2. well. But, 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 Amazon's swinging for the fences. It already had Carnival Row, which is really good. Then oh, then shit. you've got – it had The Boys, which was super fucking good. And then you've got Lord of the Rings coming up and Will of Time. I don't think Netflix has a, a snowball's chance in hell to keep up with Amazon. Whatsoever. Oh, you know
0: what, though? I am genuinely excited about the Sandman show on Netflix. I love Sandman. I love that Neil Gaiman uh, graphic novel, whatever you want to call it. It is supposed
5: um, to be faithful comics.
0: I have no clue how they're going to pull it off because those comics are like, y- y- you know, like you hear about like, this is unfilmable. Like, watch yeah. unfilmable. Summer is unfilmable. That ha- those have nothing on Santan. It's so visually out there. And like, the, the narrative is, it doesn't go in a straight line at all. It zigzags and goes back, blah, 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 blah. No clue how to do it, but it's a great, great property. And if they do it right, I'll be extremely impressed. But it's also so weird. I don't know if it can, like, really catch on in a giant uh, super hit kind of way. But I love that they're having it. And Seinfeld.
4: (laughs) Oh, dear God. Okay, so, you know, I think that Disney eventually will crack the code on how to introduce these R-rated movies. Because, I mean, it does have a a pretty good connection. You know, a collection when they were, you know, dimensions, films, Miramax, Touchstone Pictures and stuff like that. So they got like Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Transpotting, Dust Till Dawn, a favorite of mine, Um, you know, Sin City, you know, all of these different um, movies that they could put on there i think they're just going to go ahead and get the mom and dads in there first and then go ahead and say hey if you want to go ahead and subscribe to this adult r-rated expanded or just drop some parental
2: controls on this bitch
4: well i mean i i think they will do something eventually
2: (laughs) no
3: you you make disney you make disney x and it's an extra five dollars a month
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> listen,
0: man, or listen, man, you know, if you know if they, they just put di- all the good stuff on Hulu, which I think is <laughs> what they're going to do now.
2: I've heard that. You know what? If, if they made a Disney X um, and if any of these kids growing up today, like, was like, I wasn't a kid, I'd be standing in front of the t- TV trying to watch between the squiggly lines. So I'm just yeah, saying.
4: We all did
5: that. Come on,
2: man. I, <laughs> but I, uh,
3: I need an even Stevens. Re- like, they're already doing Lizzie McGuire. So I need an even Stevens, <laughs> like, oh like God. continuation where like the you know the sister and shia labeouf i forget Car- carly uh not carly jepson christy carlson romano and shia labeouf come back and they're like in the midst of like a midlife crisis kind of thing i need oh, that
4: yeah. he's he's spiraling because he's taking meth he's shooting it between his face <laughs> right. and that's,
3: I and got that's it just shia labeouf all. i'm talking about shia. his character
4: yeah yeah he's
2: that's ripping that's... his own teeth with pliers
0: so, um you so know what to do uh, this like Disney is making a Ghost Rider show for Hulu. I'm sure that'll be very
2: mature. Well, I will tell you and, this: uh, it, already ha- it already happened once on uh, Agents of Shield. They had Ghost Rider on there, and it was Robbie Reyes. Uh, the Robbie he Re- was Reyes, good. yeah, he was good. It was actually a pretty good season. And if they do Robbie Reyes, that would be cool. If they do the guy on the bike, I'm not really sure, but whatever. They already have the Runaways on Hulu, which is pretty decent show. I I, I enjoy it. Um, and, I, and if they're going to do things like that since Disney acquired Fox, why not go ahead and put the best X-Men-adjacent show on television onto Hulu, and that's The Gifted. So um, there are a lot of good they're a They're
3: going to
2: Legion. Of- oh, legion. Oh, legion so fucking weird. Like, I, I could have it or leave it. I don't know, man. It's so weird, god damn it.
4: I it is it is episode to episode, dude. Like like there would be like one episode <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, this episode fucking slaps. And yeah, then I'll go to the episode next episode. Where he's using like, his oh, powers.
2: I'll watch one know. episode where he's using his powers, and then the next episode they're walking on the ceiling and taking naps. And I'm like, What the fuck? But, um, I know it's
4: episode to episode, dude. I'm telling you. So I will say this, and this is not a new show. It's new to me, and I am absolutely very passionate about it. It's, um, and I just got Hulu recently because there was a deal for like, it was like $2 a month for like six months. So of course I was like, yeah, I'll get Hulu, um, for a little while. And, um, and it's called, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe Letter Kenny. And it's like in season oh, six. God oh it. my God. I love me some letter Kenny. I'm just saying it right now. I love it. <laughs> it's not for everybody.
3: You're, you're fucking Templi pal.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Temply. that's right. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Come on,
3: Letter Kenny, that's a show I can do one episode every two or three days, <laughs> and really? it's funny. It's funny, but I can't do I can't do more than two episodes in a night for sure. Like it's just too much. It's yeah. too much. It's, there, not, it's...
4: it's too much for it, it's too like too much in thirty minutes because like it's literally thirty minutes long.
2: Okay, that- so we we're getting close to um being running out of time here, but I do want to mention one thing. I'm sorry to you guys How this. are we
4: running out of time? We dictate time.
2: You join like <laughs> time, time, cons- time is a construct. <laughs> it's a construct,
4: yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a circle.
2: God damn it. Um <laughs> I'm just
4: messing with you guys. No,
2: but uh Dan this is something Dan and I've talked about before. Um all of these streaming services, something's gotta break, right? So let me just list off the ones that I know off the top of my head and I'm sure I'll miss like 10 or 12. You've got Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime. You've got um, Peacock, the Apple, Mom. the Peacock. You've got Apple TV Plus. Plus, yeah. yeah. So, like, there's all these. Like, what else? Okay, so you've got HBO Max. Max, which is really fucking stupid because you've already got the the Max whatever channel, and then and you're. And what are you going to do with Now and Go? Are you you going to combine them two? And then what is, you know, are you going to keep Hulu going at the same time? And then you've got that really, really weird niche streaming service. Is it Keebly? That's going to have every show have 10 minute episodes in. And Sophie Turner just landed a lead role in one of those shows. And so she's going to be on screen for 10 minutes at a time.
0: She'll be on your phone for 10 minutes at a time. Yeah.
2: And you only watch it on your phone, which is really fucking weird. So,
0: don't forget
3: CBS All Access.
2: Okay, well, I watch. Uh, yeah, give me Star Trek uh, Discovery.
0: All the uh, or...
3: Sony Sony Crackle. Yeah, what? I see. Yeah. But also,
2: um, it, yeah,
0: what's Crackle. that horror one? Like a uh, Chiller oh. or something?
3: Yeah, Chiller or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we've already seen a streaming DCT service. <laughs> we've already seen a streaming service that was created for a niche market, like. Grow and then die in CISO, and CISO had a lot of really great writers and comics on it. But I mean, there's just there's only so much people can do, and I just I don't know. We're gonna hit, or we probably have already hit a breaking point in the number of streaming services. So,
4: yeah, I'm gonna agree with you because as a person who has, you know, and again, it's it's only gonna be temporarily. But I, I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime. You know, I have now, uh, you know, this, the the uh, Disney one. I have, um, you know, the other fucking, what is the other one? That Hulu. We were just talking about? Yeah, Hulu. I, <laughs> I just recently got it. Anyway, so I, I'm like maxed out. Like my husband's like, really, do you really watch that much TV? And, and I have cable that gives me HBO.
2: <laughs> I don't even watch cable anymore. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like I'm almost like I don't even watch cable anymore because I have all these streaming services and everything. Right. But it gets to the point where you're like, okay, when is when? You know, what are, are you really getting the money out of where, you know, you may be like, oh, well, it's only $3 a month or 7 $8 a month. You know, are you really getting the money out of it? Um, I don't know. I think that if you definitely go niche, it's, you're, you're definitely going to get yourself strangled. Well, uh, Dan,
2: Dan how much money are they spending on each episode of Jason Momoa's uh, show on, on uh, Apple, Apple
0: TV? Apple TV. Apple TV Plus. Um, a lot of <laughs> millions of
2: dollars. It's like $15 million, right? Yeah, like, an, an episode? Yeah. Yes. What? It's an yeah, epic. They're paying it's, him it's, that it's, much it's a, money? It's
0: a blind – oh, I'm not sure where the money's going, but it, they're, it's a blind post-apocalyptic Jason Momoa is blind epic Jason YouTube, Momoa remade Clark. Book
3: of Eli with yes. Jason Momoa.
2: <laughs> okay, well, Jason Momoa plays Call Drago in the future in this show. But he's blind. And, but he's blind. Well, his kids the, aren't blind. They he, can see yeah, blind. yeah. He, he has the first pair of kids born with sight in the past because, like, apparently the Earth. It's like thousands and thousands and thousands of years in the future. I guess mankind tried to nuke each other, and for that, they were all struck blind. And now um, these are the first two children <laughs> to ever like so, Yes, it is hilarious. <laughs> right? It sounds and, and, pretty good. I'm not done yet. Jason Momoa plays a guy named Baba Vass. <laughs> Baba Voss. Bah, bah, yeah, bah.
4: I'm. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a hard pass.
0: No, uh, hold on. Yeah, the
4: trailer TV is the cool.
0: one that like. I. I. It, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like their lineup is quite at the level
2: of some of the other no, ones. No. No. They, hire, hire. they hired low vision actors and blind actors to actually take part in the battle scenes. They learned how to echolocate. They learned how to fight with blindfolds on. Like they did this whole big thing so that it would seem authentic. And Momoa, Mr. Excited. Said that this was the greatest thing he's ever done, and that included Game of Thrones and Aquaman. So I'm just, I'm just gonna put that out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah like, well, what about no, like, Baywatch? I mean, they Amazon. ask him
4: about Baywatch.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm sure they did. That's his most important role. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It, the, the, for that one, it's like you, you see Amazon doing like a Lord of the Rings with a timeshare. Like, okay, those have built-in audiences. You see Netflix doing The Witcher, like, okay, I can see that. You see HBO doing more Game of Thrones stuff. I just the, the cojones to throw that kind of money after the blind post-apocalyptic warrior uh, show—it it, it takes some doing. So, yeah, that's I, I, I just—I I admire their. Brand. I have
2: too many questions. How do they build the bridge across the, the gully? The, the you know, like how there's so many questions that need to be answered in that show, and I'm okay. sure it'll. It'll come off silly. We also
0: have uh, that one with Jennifer Aniston
2: and Reese Witherspoon and Steve the Carell at the Morning Show,
0: show. which looks yeah. was...
2: really good. I mean, if it's half as good as like, um, uh, what's his name's Newsroom, those on HBO, then it might be pretty decent to watch. Yeah, the Newsroom, thanks. Uh, um, I don't think
4: that was. I don't think it's going to be that good and that deep. I'm really serious. That's I... when
2: everybody still liked Olivia Moon. Moon. Bun. Mun. Her, what Olivia Mun. Olivia Moon. Yeah, Olivia Munn. People, people they don't they like Olivia an, Munn anymore? Uh, there's a bunch of shit about her being a difficult actress and
3: blah, 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 oh, blah. blah. Okay.
0: And they got um, an M. Night Shyamalan series coming about a, a
3: spooky <laughs> baby. <laughs> spooky.
0: Oh, starring uh Rupert Grint from Harry Potter. Oh, wow. Oh, Not well, hey, baby.
3: fun fact, Rupert Grint and Ron Perlman are in Shows on Crackle, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> crackle still. Yeah, yeah, we're on per- that Crack was him. at a startup, startup, do you, right?
3: Do you want to know why? No, actually, Rupert Grint's in the Snatch show. They took the it. movie Snatch and made a show.
2: Yeah, but Perman was on Startup.
3: Yeah, Perman was on Startup. I only know this because. My work has blocked all streaming channels, and they also forgot Crackle existed. So
5: <laughs> that's that amazing. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I, they just keep
3: a- uploading episodes of Community, and I'll keep watching them. So <laughs> okay, so listen, guys, we, we um, go ahead. I just go ahead. No,
4: I was just gonna say uh, the another big name star that's gonna be doing a mini series is on Apple Plus. Uh, Not that I'm going to watch it because I don't have Apple Plus and I don't plan to get it is um, is Chris Evans uh, defending Jacob or something like that. Um, They have it's Michelle Dockerty from um, from the BBC TV show um, and movie that just came out. Titanic. No, no, it's just it it was it was a TV show and it it did a movie. Um, Yeah. Yes, Downton Abbey. Michelle Doherty. She's going to be in it. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So her... Um, Pablo Schreiber, or something like that. And he was mm-hmm. the one that was in Orange is the New Black. And I think he was like some... Yeah. yeah.
2: And he's also um, in Master Jones, Chief in the new so. Halo series. And Mad Sweeney on American Gods.
4: Oh, what? Yeah, so there's there's a, they're trying. I mean, they're pulling some big names. Because the morning show, yeah. you know, Chris Evans, you know... They, you yeah, got the, the other guy. I, I mean, they're they're trying. I just don't well, think that they have, um, they have the. They're pulling in good
2: stuff. I just don't. I think it's just that it's Tim just Apple not, doesn't yeah. want to fail. Tim Apple doesn't want to fail. All right, I'll leave that joke right there for you to pick up. Um, Thank you very much. So we've talked a lot about um the Emmys, uh the prequel uh, shows we're most looking forward to, and streaming services tonight. I hope you've enjoyed our eclectic podcast we're gonna start trying to pick it up every other week again i know you guys missed this i've been getting a lot of your uh messages on twitter Uh so um if there's a show that you specifically want us to talk about we can't promise that we'll watch um so chicago fire or days of our lives but we will talk about other things like um the chicken coalition that's a great show and if you haven't checked it out go to twitter and look it up that but, uh,
4: is freaking amazing. I cry,
2: I cry laugh. That's how hilarious it was. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah. I sat I, I there and watched my husband. I, I said, honey, you have to watch this. Bring me it, the
3: puppy. <laughs> Buddy, when the fucking Church's Chicken started smoking a Newport, I had to put my phone down. I was yes! laughing so hard. What? Yeah. I...
2: <laughs> what, rest- what, what restaurant, the obscure restaurant from North Carolina, had the biscuit? Bojangles. Oh, my fucking God. That and was also,
3: Bojangles, thing. very solid chicken. Did not know
2: it, never heard of it, but it was hilarious. Um, all right, Yeah, so- it was,
4: it, that was really good. I you, you need to link it in the article for this because uh, people need to see that. People need to know.
2: People yeah, need people
4: to know. need to know. People need to know.
2: Well, Isis, I'm glad you, you could uh, join us tonight. We've missed your sultry voice. Um, uh-huh. So for myself, for Corey Fellon, and for Dan Silke, uh, we'll be back in not next week, but the week after next, and we'll have some more hot takes. And uh, delicious chicken things to talk about. This has been Take the Black. And I'm not going to say the because we're not watching Game of Thrones anymore. Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>